That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, guys, welcome back to probably a podcast. We have quite possibly one of my favorite people to just chit chat shit with, talk all the time. We FaceTime. We're actually on FaceTime right now. Um, Jackie Oshry, pronounce your last name. There's really, it's open to interpretation. I always say like we pronounce it Ashray. The sisters pronounce it Ashray, but like that's actually not the correct pronunciation. No, the W one. Oh, Winereb. Winereb, because you go by Jackie O. Winereb, right? Yeah, it depends on what kind of, like, what circles I'm in. But I see. Um, professionally, if my Instagram, it's Jackie Ashray Winereb. I feel like Winereb's the easy one to pronounce. Really? Mm, okay, see. What were you going to say? Mm, not that. I was going to say like one rib. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw it was on your Instagram. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to introduce her as Jackie Oshry. But I know y'all say Oshray. But y'all all, yeah. y'all are also New Yorkers. So you say everything different. Like I'm right. Sh- Shannon. Shannon. But like all my friends in the South call me Shannon. Oh my God, that's crazy. Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon. Um, anyways, I could just go on and on about Jackie O. Wine rib. Um, wow, I actually really like the way that sounds. But she is co-host of The Toast. She's an amazing human. She's a mama. She's a mama bear. Um, she is an author. We're going to talk about her book in a second. I love this book. And so much more. But mostly, she's just a fabulous human. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We've been like needing to podcast together for a while. I know. I wish it was in person, but we had a bit of a scheduling conflict. So I decided I was just going to try to do this on my own. So we're doing the Toast setup for Shannon and I, which is perfect. Which is exciting. I actually love recording in the Toast studio. Claudia's a gym and anytime I'm in New York, she's like, use the studio. And it's the iconic palm tree. It's gorgeous. Your home studio is so gorgeous and I'm getting studio envy. (gasps) Maybe you guys need a rebrand. I love a rebrand. Claudia and I are so different on this. Like I would rebrand every six months, you know, Coombs afresh, like let's make it new. I want Claudia to rebrand her Instagram. Like I would rebrand everything (laughs) all the time. And she's the opposite, so which is why we rebrand once every five years. That's called compromise. And that is compromise. And that's what you do when you have a co-host and who is also your sister. So you got to just like pick your battles, you know? Right, right. Exactly. So we're with the palm leaves for now. But when we're in Florida, I have also flamingo wallpaper. And so that's a little bit of something new and special. So that scratches the itch for me. That, do, that does scratch the itch. I saw it when you flipped the camera. I saw your um, flamingos and I love that. You guys rebranded beautifully with your the cigars and the 50s women. Like that was like iconic. I loved that. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was fun because we also rebranded from the morning toast to the toast, which was just 
obvious, you know, right. but it took like a creative agency to tell us that we're on this call with them about like, how should we rebrand? And we're like, the toast this, the toast that, the toast this. He's like, it sounds like you guys call it the toast. Maybe you should call it the toast. And it's not like it drops in the morning. Maybe it's just the toast. Perhaps it's just the toast. But you know, everyone came to me like with daggers, like, why'd you change your Instagram name whenever I just recently changed my Instagram name from probably Shannon Ford to just probably Shannon. And I was like, well, I don't know, it's shorter. And at the time, James and I were just dating. So like, I even said to him, like, I'm thinking about dropping the Ford. Don't make it weird. Like, don't make it weird. <laughs> like, literally, it's just to make it shorter. But it was available as a username. And it was just like, you know, those assholes who have like the just the w- single name on Instagram, how they got that Brittany from Vanderpump Rules. How did she get Brittany? I know I'm really envious. I really want Jackie O. For so long I wanted it and I held out that like I could get it from the person who has it. And don't go and like torture the person who has it. I'm sure she like <laughs> hears from people all the time. And I've like, we've been in contact and we just never agreed on something. Agreed on something. So my handle for so long was Jackie O Problems, which served me. It really did. I remember that. Yeah. And that, and then I was like, you know what? I'm letting go of the hope that I will get Jackie O and I'm just going to make my handle Jackie Ashray. And I haven't looked back. And it's gorgeous. It's Gorgina. And you know what? Jackie O Problems was such an era. Throwback Thursday to when we were beefing on the internet. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, like we weren't really beefing between the two of us. Like it was the toasters. You were beefing with like toxic toasters, toxic former toasters. (laughs) And uh, in our name though, it was in y'all's name. And I was like, I was like tagging the toast, tagging Jackie. I was like, this is ridiculous. And I remember, I'll never forget. Like it was so quick. It was like such a quick, y'all weren't trying to cut me off, but y'all literally just responded to my like 80, not 80 messages, 80 stories I tagged you in. And you literally just said, LOL, that's not us. And I was like, oh no, I'm so embarrassed. I was like, it's their Facebook group. I thought it was like their Instagram. Oh, yeah. No, it was confusing. There was a lot of Facebook group drama back in the day Mm. in our name. Don't speak on my name now. No. So that was that was crazy. But then and then after that, I forget how our paths crossed again for the first time. You were the first um, Ashray sister that I ever met. And I feel like people probably don't know that, but it was it was the two redheads, the gingers, which, by the way, did you notice how brave I am today? I came on this podcast without a spray tan. And oh, I didn't notice. You look great. Like you look like Shannon. I have. I, I need to get a makeup that's makeup for not spray tan Shannon because um I just had to wear a high neck and a really large necklace because my makeup doesn't really match from here down to here. But I don't. I can't see it from here, and I think you look wonderful as always. Thank you so much, Jackie O. How often do you spray tan? Not often enough, and because I'm breastfeeding right now, like I don't spray tan when I'm pregnant, and I don't spray tan when I'm breastfeeding, because then like Charlie was will become literally a, a pumpkin. <laughs> was literally about to say all those like memes where the girl has a spray tan and she has like a circle around her nipple, and the baby's got like spray tan around its mouth. Right. So I just abstained completely, but I really need spray tans, and I'm like looking forward to getting back to it but I since I've moved to Florida I haven't gotten one spray tan down here because I've either been like pregnant or breastfeeding and so that is something that in the new year you know that's a good new year's resolution get more spray tans get more spray tans and that's a resolution I don't have to make I get one every week but I would give it to yourself though right I give it to myself yep I just fuck that's myself up of, with spray tan 
the funnest facts about you. Thank you so much. Every time I do it and Taylor's there, because someone does have to spray my just the top of my back. So it's either James or Taylor. And um, every time she comes over and watches me spray tan myself, like with an airbrush machine and a tent, every, every literal part of my body minus my upper back, she just goes, I still fucking can't believe you can do that. And I'm like, yep, really figured yeah, it out. It's like not even just the contorting, but you're also the artistry of giving yourself a proper spray tan. Thank you so much. Um, it's a skill set that I wish to carry on for the rest of my life. <laughs> I also uh, just got back from Vegas though. And so it's so it, like incredibly dry that my spray tan did that really scaly thing where it just like is flaking off and horrible. So I scrubbed the whole thing off and I said, fuck it. I'm just gonna be spray tan free for at least a couple days and drenched myself in some lotion. Well, you look great and I didn't notice. Thanks. I feel like um, you not getting spray tans in Florida where you live is giving like old money rich, like in my golf cart, like sustaining from the sunshine. No, it's giving vampire translucent skin. Like the color of my legs are, it's so pale. It's, I'll like sometimes catch a glimpse. I'm like, whoa. And then I'm like, on my tan lux grind. <laughs> You're like, just smearing it There's on. There's not enough tan lux in the world, though. This is preach, sister. Um, okay, Florida, though. How long have you lived in Florida officially now? So I moved to Florida a year and a half ago, roughly. But then eight months into living here, I had to move back to New York for my pregnancy. Right, right. So out of the year and a half that I lived here, six months of those were in New York. So I've lived here probably cumulatively one year. Right. And were people shooketh when you moved or were they like, okay, that makes sense because of Olivia? I think some people were shooketh, but definitely Olivia like cushioned the blow. And also once I had a kid, like most people do move out of the city. So it was always a question of like when and where, not if. Were you ever inclined to move to like the burbs of the city? Yes, I was. We grew up on Long Island, so I have um, warm feelings towards Long Island. But even before Olivia moved down here, we were just like thinking about like where we would want to be and like the type of communities that we want to be in. And we decided on coming to Florida. So once Olivia moved here, like that was meaning that I was moving here. Right. Okay. Got you. That makes sense. And how yeah. her kids are how much older than your babies? So her daughter is like two and a half years older than my son. And then her second son is about a year older than my second son. That is so, so it's like fun. all staggered. To have it's so fun. Cousins. I grew up with tons of cousins. So I just like love the idea of having close by. Yeah, no, it's so nice being close by and it's been, it's been really great. Okay. So the most important thing to me on any platform I have, no matter what, is to be transparent with you guys and talk to you about my feelings. Okay. Because I feel like I've always done a good job sharing, not just the highs, but the lows too. And if you guys have listened to this podcast at all, then you know that I've had some really low points at times. All right. Now I'm stronger and better for them, but regardless, they still happened and they still affect me and who I am. And the number one thing I cannot suggest enough to anyone is therapy. And you might think you don't need it, but I promise you it will make you feel so fulfilled after you do it. But I get it. It's daunting. It just really feels like so much, almost too much sometimes to try to find a therapist, right? And to trust a therapist. So I have so many friends who have just given up on the search because it took forever. They felt uncomfortable whenever the therapy is supposed to be the exact opposite of that. But you've got to find the right person for you. And it's such a personal preference. And I personally use Talkspace to find my therapist because it's exactly the tool that you need for finding the right professional for you. It was convenient to talk to them and speak with them online. And I can take my therapy sessions from the place that I feel feel the most comfortable, which is my own home. I love Talkspace because my therapy sessions are online and at the ease and comfort of a space that I want to be in. Not to mention, 
the affordability of it all, okay? Because we all need a helping hand, yes, but can we all afford it? Not always. And that's why Talkspace is so passionate about making therapy accessible to everyone. They even have a policy that allows you to cancel and get a prorated refund for any unused time should you need to. Now, a lot of people wait until something really bad happens and then they decide to go to therapy. But I am here to tell you that therapy is the most cathartic thing that I've ever given myself. And we should all be doing it at all stages and phases in our life. Like right now, I'm really happy, but I'm still going to therapy. And every single time I leave, I'm like, wow, yes, I definitely needed that because therapy can help shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times. Times, and frankly, just be a guiding light. So Talkspace can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. And as a listener of this podcast, you're going to get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash probably. To match with the licensed therapist today, just go to Talkspace.com slash probably to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash probably. I'm like in my homemaking era, even though I'm so, not to like be a big green monster, I'm so envious of your like home and all the work that you're doing. You're, it's so gorgeous. I have like, now I need to change my windows and doors because they're not French. Don't bitch. It is so expensive. And girl math, <laughs> girl math says it's free because except for I forgot I didn't pay for installation. So I did have to pay that yesterday, but I ordered these doors custom to just fit where my old doors came out. So I didn't have to like, you know, get contracting work done. And right. um, I am marrying a man who is not, he is self-proclaimed, not a handy man. So like I do all the work around the house and that is okay. I'm all right with it. We are not, you know, going to spread any toxic masculinity over here, except for the only time I'm toxic with masculinity is whenever it's the trash. Like that's a boy job. That's a blue job. I don't even know like where the trash goes in my house. Couldn't it's tell you. not my problem. Couldn't tell you how to tie it up. Don't know anything about it. Don't want to. <laughs> don't know trash day. Yeah, he's, he's like, trash is coming tomorrow. I'm like, don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the doors were something that I kind of had to handle, but we paid for it, like I said, like six months ago. And so when it came time for the, the doors to be installed, I was like, I kind of forgot that they were so expensive. And I was like, these are free. How cool of me to have free doors. How cool of you, Shannon. Yeah, but they do. They do make a difference. I appreciate you saying you have envy for my homestead, but I love your homestead. And you know what I love most about your homestead? Your spice jars that I copied. Oh my gosh, game changer. That, and you know what? When I had my family over for Christmas, they all opened up my cabinet to use spices when they were cooking and they were like, oh my God. And I was like, I know, I know. It's, it's nice. like, it's so fancy. It's really fancy. We basically took all of our spices. Well, Jackie O did it first and then I copied her and she bought it off Amazon. And I just took all my spices and put them into these like really pretty aesthetic bottles that said like the labels on them. It was, it's a move. It's a move, even though like doing it was backbreaking. I don't know if you found that. It was a really horrible day, the day of transferring the spices. And the jars are like a little on the small side. Mm. Like it doesn't fit like a whole, th it's not like apples to apples, McCormick to aesthetic jar. Like you have a little leftover McCormick and it's like, okay, now I need to go put this spice jar. Now I have double spice jars because I'm going to throw away. One thing about me, I threw all that shit away. And James walked in, why are you done this way? I was like, who the fuck needs this much garlic powder? Why do I need this much cumin? It's true. And I also learned recently that these things expire. So there's no way I'm going to finish my cumin before it expires. Are you really hard on ex expiration dates? Because for me, it seems more like a suggestion. I am actually really hard on expiration dates when it comes to like fridge goods. 
you know, like milk, yogurt, cottage cheese. But then with this, the spices, I was using some of my like dried parsley flakes the other day and I realized that they were majorly expired and I just had to sort of like suppress my urge to not want to use it. I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah, different strokes for different folks, I think, because like I'll probably be using these spices until I'm in my 40s. I saw a meme that someone had found a spice in their parents' spice cabinet that was expired like on 9-11 and they were still using it. Like 9-11-2001. No. And so I'm like, okay, I have a few years. You have a few years. Also, what a specific expiry date for... I know. I thought they usually just did the year. I know. That's why like it went viral. Yeah. Wow. Um, RIP. Okay. So um, also, do you think really quick, I, I got this question a lot. I always do a little question box for um, for the exact like guest I have, but this is different because I could just talk to Jax all day long, but I am going to try to give some of the people what they want. And people were curious, what do you, well, I'll tell you some of the things that people were just hard out about, which I was like, okay, I'll ask. One of the questions I was like, I never really asked about that. Um, but one thing was, do you think Claudia and Snitch would ever move? Maybe once they have kids. So obviously it's the dream and it's the hope. But the thing about Claudia is she does things in her own time. Mm -hmm. And she's so adamantly against things until she's all of a sudden preaching them. So, so and true. as of right now, she says that she will not move here. She does not want to move here. Do not wait and hope and wish and dream that she's going to move here. But just given the pattern <laughs> of Claudia... It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. No, you're so right. You're so right. Me asking her and pushing her is like not going to help. So it's kind of just like detente for now. Detente. That is a perfect segue into my next question that um, nobody really asked. A couple of people mentioned it in the question box, but it's more of a me thing. I have been so enamored, impressed, and absolutely just all stricken by your vocabulary since the moment I've met you. And since I've been a listener of The Toast Forever, I just genuinely need you to know, well, I need you to tell me, where does one acquire such a vocabulary? Because it is better, don't say books, because it's better than your sister's. I'll, I'll say it right now. Best Austri vocabulary, of bar none. Well, thank you so much. That's really the nicest compliment. I don't know exactly where or like why. And I don't think I was always been like this, but just like when I learn a new word, it just sticks with me. And I, I don't intentionally try and use it in everyday life, but like, I, I, it's not intentional at all, but maybe just seeing like new words constantly. And I do read a lot and I'll like learn new words from reading. And I guess I pick up from there, but I do not know, honestly. What's the word you just used? Detente? What? Detente what means is, like um, arms, like peace. Like, a, you know, if you're in a war and everyone's fighting, but you're going to come to like a, a, a halt, it's detente. Okay. So for now with the floor, with the Claude Florida, it's detente. Okay. It's uh, weapons down. Okay. Detente. Okay. Wow. No okay. action. I like that. Um, yeah, I've just always been, you know what it is. Jackie has the best dry sense of humor. Like obviously Claudia is a traveling stand-up comedian. Like we know she's funny and you guys are co-hosts on the toast where you have a comedy podcast and it's hilarious, but your quick wit and use of vocabulary is so good mixed in with your dry sense of humor. It's just, it's one of my favorite comedic reliefs to listen to. It just is. Thank you so much. Yeah, I tell my husband all the time, I'm a comedian, babe. Like, you if he doesn't like are. something that I say, I'm like, it's comedy. It's com <laughs> gets, gets canceled. Gets her. She's like, it's comedy. What's the guy? Yeah, 
because we're in the comedy category like you just can't take anything I say seriously yeah one time I would like die if I could just like you know uh call myself a comedian and since I do these live shows obviously like you know if you come to one of the live shows it's basically half and half it's like half audience participation half just me you know shooting the shit but there's like probably about a 20 minute stand-up section in there right where it's just like memorized jokes and <laughs> James I could tell one time he like didn't know how I think it was an older person it was it was an older person we were at dinner and he didn't know how to say they were like what do you do and he He's like, well, she's a comedian. And they were like, what? And I was like, oh, I no, man, I can't really back that up. I can't. Uh. But I was like, oh, I always wanted to be called one. But then you just didn't. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not. I get, sorry. He's lying. That's so funny. What do you say when people ask you oh, what you do? I should love. I'm like so into myself. I should love when someone asks what I do, but I hate it because I'm like, well, because, you know, the dreaded answer of an influencer, everyone just thinks you just like are such a loser. I don't know why I think that. But, like, I just feel like you were like, really? Like, I, I think when I say influencer, people must think I just like show my ass and titties in the sand. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. But like if kind. you're if you're filling out a form, like a medical form and they're like occupation, what on earth do you write? I struggle with it every single time. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> every time marketing. <laughs> That's good. You are marketing. Marketing. I'm marketing myself every day. That's so funny. When people like ask me what I do, I, I say podcast. I have a podcast. Yeah. I think that's like acceptable. And then when I'm on like an official form, I say entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. You know what? So does everyone's Instagram. Entrepreneur. Right. Or sometimes I'll put like I'll put like me like media entertainment. But like even yeah. that, I just cringe at someone being like, oh, media and entertainment. So what do you do? I'd be like, I run the camera local news right. station no it's cringe and it's like that occupation isn't media that's not an occupation no it's not it's a it's a really hard question I agree like every single time I'm like in the doctor's office like what's it gonna be what's it gonna be today what's my job today <laughs> all right who doesn't love the good things in life you know me this is a finance podcast but I stay shopping, but I'm trying to get better about it because again, I'm trying to save money and I enjoy luxury, but sometimes I'm like, you know what, Shannon, we can't be affording this until I discovered Quince. Quince is my go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. And I'm talking cashmere, baby. I'm talking silk top and dresses, organic cotton. Everyone's loving organic cotton right now, but it's expensive and 14 karat gold jewelry. And they offer this high quality item at a price that's within reach. All right. Here's the best part. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Now I have bought a couple cashmere sweaters in my life and I'm like protecting them with everything I have because they were just so expensive. And for what? I have these Quince cashmere sweaters that are just as stunning for way, 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 way less the price. And they're still, you guys, a hundred percent cashmere. I got this Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweater that is the color Sapphire. It's this like stunning, stunning Royal blue. It was $58. Do you know how much it would normally cost me? Like upwards 175 and it was $50 and it's so soft. I loved getting them as gifts for Christmas this year. Like, like if you want to treat yourself, but also you're trying to save money, Quince is the people to go to because here's the thing by partnering with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes on the savings to us. And I like this a lot about them. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I really, really love that. I also got some gloves from them that I love that were so, 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 so affordable. And I've worn them now that it's freezing cold in Nashville. Okay. So give yourself the luxury 
luxury you deserve with Quince. Just go to quince.com slash probably for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash probably to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash probably. What is, so you did corporate before you did the toast, right? Yeah. That was something someone else taught me. They were like, ask her about corporate life before her, the toast. And I was like, she didn't do, did you do that? Did you, Claude yes. both did. Me and Claudia both did, but like when Claudia, Claudia graduated from college, like without having a corporate job and she like went straight into influencing because like it was already becoming a business for her. When I graduated from college, like my path was a corporate path. I like worked at a couple companies, like I did uh, social media marketing. So I always like wanted to do like social media and even like on camera stuff, but I always wanted to, I always thought I wanted to do it for like a company. Like I did my own personal social media, but that was just like fun right. messing around. But then like I always had a job of doing social media for a brand. And that was actually the way in which we started the podcast sort of because we were both, no, Olivia and I were working for a media company and Claudia had interned there, but I don't think she was working there at the time. And they knew that we were all these like sisters who all work in social media and we had been like with the company for a while. So they're like, you know, why don't you start like a, a cool upstart whatever sort of thing you want to start here at the company like so we like thought about it, and Claudia and I always wanted to start a morning show and so we were like we'll do a live streamed morning show so the the morning breath the morning breath started at another like a company said like you guys should do this and you guys did it under another I thought you just like started it in your living room and it just like blasted off no so we started it for this company because they were like they were pretty much like if you could create, like, just create something, like like a social media, could have been an account or whatever. And we're like, we love morning shows. Let's do like the millennial morning show where it's live streamed. And so we did it for a few days, just live streamed. And people were like, this should be a podcast. So we were like, okay, we have the audio. We'll make it a podcast. And then the podcast took off. And we always did live video too. But that's the reason why we do video since day one because like we started as a video show. Right. So you started video before people made podcast videos. You guys are like really pioneers over here. Thank you so much. And then we did, um, so we were doing that like within the media company for like 10 or 11 months. And then we got canceled and fired and the boot and then we Wait, were doing so it. you got actually fired. Sorry, speaking from someone who actually got fired herself. So it wasn't just that y'all just took the show down. They said, eh, off the air. Yeah, no, they said goodbye. <gasps> yeah. I did not know but that. But it was like, yeah, it wasn't even like, like, so they fired us so we couldn't do the show anymore. But like, it's not like anyone else there could do the show because it was just the three of us working on the show. Like, of course. Like, no one even asked, oh, can we pick it back up? Right, like, right. They, it was just like, it was dead with us. So then like, you know, we took some time to regroup, not that much time, probably like a month total. And then from our living rooms, we launched the toast. Stunning. I did not know that. I, I'm, a, I'm a toast listener, but I'm not an OG, OG, aug, the morning breath listener. That's okay. That's okay. Those were crazy times. <laughs> and so yeah, that's how we started. And then over the years, the show has evolved. We, for so long, we did it still live streamed on YouTube Every like once in a while we would drop a platform. So when we first started, we would live stream on Instagram, live stream on YouTube, live stream on Facebook, and then do the podcast. And then we dropped Instagram because it's janky as hell. And then we dropped Facebook because why? And then in 2020, we dropped YouTube live streaming because we had to start doing it from home. And there was no way to really do it live from home. We had to pre-record it. And then we were like, 
let's keep pre-recording it. Live is a recipe for disaster. Let me tell you something. It's crazy that you guys back at home, I don't know if you know this or not, like they record their whole, uh, the morning toast every day. Cause whenever I was on the morning toast as a co-host, when you were on maternity leave, I saw this, uh, Claudia was like, so basically I record the whole episode for an hour. And she was like, please be careful what you say and try not to like ask me to edit anything unless you really, really, really want me to take something out because yeah. we basically just like immediately take it and pop it back up. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, so we record it as if it's live. And I would say 99% of the time we don't cut anything, but it's for the 1% of the time. And also now that we're remote, I don't even know how we would do it live. It was really like hindering the quality of the show because you have to like have a major, like a really high speed connection and like only can use certain platforms and have to go through YouTube. It would like keep compressing the file. So it's best for everything, but we still act as if it's live because we want to get it up ASAP. We don't want to crop it, but right. of course, if need be, we will. That's crazy. Yeah, I was just like, I remember being like, shit, I, I, am a, I have so much uh, like respect for you guys just considering the fact that I could technically say whatever I want and then be like oop Courtney edit that out and you guys just smack it up there yeah now we could oop Courtney edit that out yeah now we could on this podcast we we could beep 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 let's just drop some names let's just Epstein list this shit and just fucking (laughs) drop everyone let's just talk shit I wish there was there would never be a podcast because like you couldn't do both things but like of influencers like talking about influencers (gasps) but then it's like you wouldn't be as successful. The person who's doing the talking, like no one would tell you, you wouldn't know anything yeah, after but a certain point. Doesn't Dumois have an, a podcast? It's essentially yeah, what it's she- about celebrities. True. Like, they, everyone talks about celebrities. Yeah, there. If there was just an absolute roast fest of influencers hosted by other influencers, they would get like shot down in the streets. No, like eventually, if they were your friends, you would have to be friends with the influencers in order to do it. Otherwise, you don't know anything. Right. But then, at a certain point, they wouldn't want to be your friend anymore. So it, obviously, it, it could never work. <laughs> True. It could never work. It's like the um, I don't watch Salt Lake City, but the Housewife, where they found out that she was the. Oh wait! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Because um. I know that this season finale is like crazy. This something about this season. Okay. And I don't know anything about it. I want to watch it blind. I won't say a word about it. I don't watch it. I actually just saw like a teaser. Right. So I haven't seen anything and I want to like, I want to be shocked. How, how have you remained off of social media? Were you like one of those people that didn't watch the Eras tour? You just like kept not watching, kept not watching? Like, yes, but that's also because I'm not on TikTok. So it's easier oh. when you're not, a, you see all these things on TikTok. And then of course I see some things on Reels, but I can skip past You can skip it really quick. I I, I saw it all on TikTok. Okay, so mom's the word. I won't say anything about it. All right, guys. I love talking about my heart necklace. And now that I've podcasted about them a little bit, you guys are also always asking me. And I'm, again, wearing it right now. You can hear it jangling in the background because I love this totally custom charm necklace that is luxurious, unique, long-lasting, but does not have the hefty price attached. And I also love talking to the sister-led brand because, listen, do you know where they're from? They're from Charleston, South Carolina. So I'm always going to represent South Kakalaki, baby. But outside of just being from South Carolina, I'm obsessed with the fact that this fine, modern heirloom like it's your own personal talisman that reflects my dreams, my family, my intentions, my values. I got a little J on there for James. Every piece not only looks beautiful, but it just raises your vibes. It's like a daily reminder of your most authentic self. Y'all know I love anything custom that tells a story. So you can choose your chain, your charms. They've got 50 plus different charms on their website and they all have different meanings from like motherhood to luck, manifestation. They got zodiacs, letters, numbers. Let me tell you what I have on mine. Okay. I have a horseshoe that's so cute. I've got a little J for James. I have a 
um, little charm that says everything on it. It just says everything. Like, honestly, they come with these little cards that tell you what they mean. And I think it was a lot more like spiritual what the everything one meant. And I was like, for me, it's everything. I want everything. So you can kind of like, it's up to interpretation, these charms, but they give you these little cards that also like tell you what the charms mean to them. And they have like a really beautiful spiritual meaning behind them all. My main charm, which I'm just obsessed with, is this little pig that flies. And the way I look at mine is like, yeah, when pigs fly and I'm like, yeah, what? So I did it. I did it. When pigs fly. So I have a little pig that's flying on the back. Um, I've got a clover for good luck and for my Irish heritage and a little angel wing with uh, diamond detailing. That's uh, meaning is friendship because all the friends in my life are angels. And I've got a little tiny gold bee for my pawpaw because I love the bee. I have a bee tattoo. So that was so cute that they have it. But here's the thing heart jewelry, their charms are plated with hundred percent recycled gold right here in the USA using their most environmentally friendly process possible. And their special HGE gold plating process means the jewelry resists tarnishing for years, like even decades with proper care. So they're extremely high quality and tarnish resistant. I love styling mine casually. Like it's just an instant cool factor. It's like a simple plain tea, Cody cars, cozy cardigan, like whatever you want. And it's all made to order. Okay. And they're downtown Charleston, South Carolina studio, and you can do whatever you want. You can get a complimentary virtual styling appointment. You can design your own bracelet or necklace on their website. Cause they've got this really cool drag and drop tool on their website. So you can like design a custom piece from your phone or laptop, and then you can kind of get a visual of what the final product will look like. And then they send the design to their team and use it as a reference when assembling your piece. But I loved creating my own custom piece. I got to pick out like the length of the, of the necklace. I opted for the complimentary uh, virtual styling appointment. So I could really talk through what I wanted because it was just really special to me. So if you guys want to visit shopheart.com and use code probably 10, at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. You will get free shipping over $100. That is S-H-O-P-H-A-R-T.com. Use code probably 10 for 10% off your first order and free shipping over $100. Heart rarely ever discounts their custom jewelry, by the way. So this is a very exclusive offer to my listeners. Just follow them at Shop Heart on Instagram and TikTok because they kind of show you all their vibe there. And it is so cute. Speaking of mums, I love that you... and <laughs> Wow, my segues have been <laughs> on it. Um, I love that you and Claude, I don't want to say make fun of, well, whatever, you guys can say you make fun of it if you want to, but like, I, I love me and Taylor when we do podcast episodes together. We love just roasting like the mamas, the mamas. It's okay, mama. You're doing great, mama. Like that culture to me is the same. It's like it's like giving live, laugh, love. It's giving like when they have a tumbler that says like mommy's go-go juice and it's like a wine tumbler. I just... I love with my whole heart mamas and I can't wait to be a mama, but I really, I like making fun of people that say it like that. No, mama, that's really hard. But I feel like before I was a mom, I was like, oh, mama bear, eye roll. Or like calling yourself mama, eye roll. Now I'm a mama bear. She's, Call me mama. She's a mama like, bear. She wants the necklace. I'm all about it. Like if, I think one year like Zach got me a mug that said like number one mom touched my heart touched but no but it didn't say mommy's go-go juice that's what it didn't say <laughs> you, know I mean? you know the culture I'm talking about yeah. where they're like I don't know I could come up with a million more it's 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 real. it's millennial core and there's nothing that's made me more aware of being a millennial and I used to be like mm, flex I'm a millennial but then I um started getting close to James sister who is tw uh 20 so she's 10 years younger than me obviously Gen Z and like she'll say little things and I'm like oh fuck like she's like you were jo you're joking right and I was like yeah she asked me to caption her photo in Vegas and I like I said I said say new year same boobs or I said say something and she was like oh you're like trying to be millennial right like you're being funny and I was like 
duh yeah I was kidding <laughs> oh my god that's really hard that's painful I know I know what did she caption it what did she go with she went with H-N-Y happy new year with little emoji classic Gen Z classic Gen Z they're like trying so hard to not try hard you know what we I mean? Know. But we, At least we're honest. But we know when you guys did the millennial show, when when your company was like, you should have a millennial show. What, what, were you guys like the hot shit? Because y'all were like millennials. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just like corporate culture in general, especially working in like media or marketing. It's like always about like the young trying to capture you know, the, who's like hot and the youth, yeah. capture the youth. At that point, it was like trying to, you know, get millennial audiences. And now right. I would be like an old we're an old we just have experience is what we are um but but back to being a mama bear so okay wait first of all do you have a necklace that says mama do i have a necklace? i have a bracelet that says mama that i'm wearing right now okay low-key yeah that is low mama bracelet but the necklace that i've been wearing for the last few months is just a teddy bear with um with like little diamond paws that's fucking cute no, I'm obsessed with it. My mom got it for me as like a push present because I had a difficult pregnancy and she, we were just like so happy. And it was like the sweetest thing I've ever gotten. That is the sweetest thing. Someone asked, um, did you get a push present? So yes. So I got a push present. My husband got me um, a push present for both children, which was so generous yet, you know, could never compare to what I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, both times I got a handbag. I w the first time I put in a specific request and then the second time I was less like, because I, the first time was like, you know, I need a push present. And the second time I was just like, you know, it's okay. But like, it's really not a big, like the baby is the gift. Like for, it's fine. I want for nothing, just whatever. Just for health. But, but then, you did have a difficult pregnancy, so. But I did. So yeah, I was like, you know, it'd be crazy if you didn't get me anything <laughs> yeah. after what I've been through. But I don't really need it. Like, I don't want anything, but you should get me something but, because it's the right thing to do. Absolutely get me something. Oh, that's so funny. And he actually wound up getting me the perfect, most precious thing. It was um, this purse that I had never seen before. It was like a little blue, baby blue colored Chanel tweed mini handbag that was like so perfect baby boy it was it he crushed it and usually I have to give a lot of guidance yeah yeah he that's so you gave no guidance he just picked that out on his own yeah wow it was shocking that is actually shocking I'm not sure I'm with someone that could do that he's got great taste for himself but I don't know about like purses if you knew like where Zach and I started on like gift giving and where, how far we've come He's a brand new man. It can it can be done. Okay, we'll try. We'll work yeah. on training in the purse department. Yeah, in the beginning, like for the first gifts he got me were just like not acceptable romantic partner <laughs> gifts. Then we got into the era of like I'm pretty much buying you something to give you a credit to your favorite store, and it's like he never picked out the right thing, but I could go and, and right. exchange. And now it's like he's you know training wheels are off. Yeah, I I picked out my Christmas gift this year. I was like I want a specific KitchenAid mixer that is a certain color, and I will point to it at Target. And then he oh. bought paid for it. And then actually, I'm not gonna lie, I even wrapped it. I was like, I'll wrap this better than you. That is really funny. I saw your KitchenAid mixer, and it does match your kitchen perfectly. Yeah, I picked up my birthday gift this year because I, I didn't really want for anything. I saw these like cute Uggs online I was like that's good for my birthday because I really I didn't need anything especially I got such a nice push present like I'm good yeah. Ugs are good yeah, yeah yeah that's fair so number one question we got asked um other than how your how your breastfeeding journey is going which I I 
I'm the only person who has never had a child and never had milk come into her breast who could talk about breastfeeding all day long because of Taylor. I just know so much about it. I have so many questions slash insight to it from being on the inside, the inside in that I- You're like Claudia. Literally, yes. We talked about before the episode actually started, we talked about how Claudia tried Olivia's breast milk, but not yours. I drank Taylor's breast milk. It tastes like unsweetened almond milk. Oh, interesting. I have not tried my own breast milk and I don't think Claudia has tried mine, but I think it's good. I think it's the goods. Charlie likes it. Yeah, it's gotta be the good stuff. Yeah, I breastfeeding's going really well this time. It was really hard for me the first time. I think a lot of people have a harder time the first time and then it gets easier with subsequent kids. You just like have better milk supply and you know what you're doing and you know if like something's wrong. So it's been really good. Right now I exclusively breastfeed. I don't even pump that much unless I have like a really busy day, but I try and time my day with like feedings. Yeah. And that's been going well. Now, as he gets a little bit bigger, I'm starting to like think about, you know, like more bottles and eventually like stopping breastfeeding because like it's a lot. Yeah. But it's been a very positive experience this whole time. Taylor, I think Taylor said the same. She, you get more used to it, she says. And then you also are, you're more okay. Like she said, when Walker, her first, like decided she was done breastfeeding. Cause you, you don't decide basically the kid tells you almost sometimes like you yeah. could want to breastfeed for a year, but your kid stops latching at six months, you know? And yeah. so with Walker, she kind of made the decision uh, to stop. So it was like on her own terms. But with this last baby, Dovi just kind of stopped latching and she was like oh it made me so sad I was like but wait but I wasn't done with you yet like I wanted to still do that oh that is sad I can't decide what would like be harder because I feel like this time I'm gonna make the decision to stop Mm -hmm. and then I'll I'll probably feel a little guilty like yeah you know she said the same mom mama guilt mama guilt as opposed to if he was like I'm good I feel like that's what kind of happened with Harry by the time I stopped breastfeeding him like he preferred getting bottles anyway. You guys were just on the same wavelength versus versus him just like stopping cold turkey. Yeah, no, it was never cold turkey. But like when I first had him, like I was doing 100% breastfeeding and breast milk. And then over the six months, like it became like 90, 80 and supplementing until the point where like breastfeeding was maybe like 20% of the day. So it was, it was okay. Okay, well, that all seems very daunting and rewarding at the same time. It is, it is both of those things. But I mean, to be like the human, like we are just like animals. When you break it down, it's so nuts that we're just like mammals feeding other mammals. Is that nuts? It is nuts. And I love thinking about it like that. Like I love thinking about like women throughout history, breastfeeding, like it's, we're all connected. And isn't it crazy that someone else can breastfeed a baby? Like if a mom tragically passed the same way an animal did, like you could just breastfeed from someone else. Like that is nuts. Women could help other babies in need. It's nuts that that used to be the norm. Right. My mom said when she was breastfeeding, or maybe it was one generation back when my grandma was breastfeeding, someone was like, oh, my baby won't latch. Will you breastfeed mine too? And she was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. But like back in the day, it was crazy to breastfeed your own child. Yes. Yeah. There would be those just like women who like the village breastfeed. (laughs) That's giving Handmaid's Tale. It's like. Yeah. No, it's. It's so crazy. And I always think there's so many like breastfeeding issues that arise. Like it could be like tongue ties or, you know, low supply. And it's like, but for thousands of years, like women have breastfed, like breastfed without, you know, a haka and a tongue tie laser surgery and all these like little tips and tricks. And it's like, how did they, how did everyone do it? Unless there were some like, you know, inverted nipple women who passed off the baby to someone else. Maybe, maybe who could be too sure. I'm sure there's a documentary about it. 
I, th- there should be more. I watched. I once saw a picture of a baby sucking on the teat of a goat. Really? In lieu of breastfeeding. It was like a historical photo. Historical. <laughs> and again. It was like an. Yeah. Because I was like, what did babies do before formula from women who like couldn't breastfeed? Right. Because you can't feed them cow's milk until a certain age. So is goat, right. is goat a younger age? Goat is like a little better. I think it's more similar to human milk. Really? But, you know, they would outsource the breastfeeding. Right. Interessante. It's, I find it fascinating. Do you know I watched a whole documentary? I've talked about it several times on this podcast. People are probably like, enough. But I watched a whole documentary on um, circumcision. Obviously, this has really, it didn't, it didn't bring much Jewish heritage into it. It was more so on the side of talking about how, unless it is a like religious practice, how for the most part, it's kind of like not cool to do yeah circumcision is over party sort of like there's been a movement it's to getting cancel canceled the circumcision yeah it's low-key getting canceled and i'm going to marry a man who is of european descent therefore turtlenecking it up and so we're you know he, we're if we have boys like we will not circumcise our kids wow. yeah i'm just laying it all out there but like we, we, we won't and then i watched the documentary so i'm like I wouldn't do it anyways, even if I like married an American man and then Taylor, who's married to an American man, but doesn't have boys yet because they're going to keep having kids. She, her husband's like, we are absolutely circumcising them. She's like, I've watched a documentary. No, we aren't. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Don't watch the documentary unless you like, maybe she should make him watch the documentary so they could be on the same page. He would be, I think if they watched it. Yeah. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. Nothing bad happens from circumcising. They just say it's kind of like unnecessary. Yeah. That's Uh, what I've heard in this new circumcision revolution yeah which is something i've just been really adamant about oh adamant yeah i've just been really i've just you're part of the movement i am leading the movement actually i think and i don't even have a dick i love that for you thank you so much we're on my hair journey and you guys can't get off this ride if you even wanted to all right you're strapped in with me whether you want to be or not so having glued in individual hair extensions for 11 years. I mean, I'm talking about individually 200 pieces glued into my head. Definitely did a number of my hair and its health. All right. That's a given. But then I cut my hair into a bob two years ago. And while that's definitely helped, I wanted to start over and grow my hair naturally and get it truly healthy. Okay. Especially because I got a wedding coming up. I want my hair to be thick and luxurious. So that is where Nutrafol comes in. It came highly, highly recommended to me by many, many hair gurus and just friends in general who have used it and love the results. My friend that does makeup, Beck, she swears by Nutrafol. So if you have hair thinning, hair shedding, or you just want to get your hair to its healthiest place, Nutrafol can help get you there. The results that I see from taking Nutrafol are genuinely so obvious. Like there are so many reasons behind hair thinning and Nutrafol addresses the root of the issue by taking a whole body approach to hair health. So they are starting within and they are also the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. Now I've given Nutrafol as a gift to my friends who are experienced postpartum hair loss as well. It's plant-based and has drug-free science-backed ingredients. So you get the most reliable results. And I love how my natural hair has just been growing. Like it's, I used to think it couldn't grow and it is just out here showing me up and growing, especially because I really want my hair to be its healthiest and most gorgeous self. Like I said, for the wedding next year. So if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code, probably now find out why 4,000 health care professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code probably that's Nutrafol.com promo code probably. 
Um, Jackie O, how do you balance being a mother and a businesswoman and an entrepreneur in marketing? Entrepreneur <laughs> in marketing. Um, no, but how do you do it all? Because that was a question that I feel like because I know you, I'm just like, what do you mean? She's Jackie. She just gets shit done. But a lot of people, I think that our mothers that are listening to this were like, how the fuck does she manage to do this and find the balance of it all? So like, I just, I don't feel like I have balance right now, but I just feel like this isn't my era for balance. Like, I feel like I, from the minute I wake up, like I'm just, I'm running late for everything is how I feel. Like I'm either like nursing or working or uploading or I'm uploading and nursing at the same time. And like, then the next thing has to happen. And I look forward to having like more balance, but right now, like with my kids being so little and work being, you know, business is booming, which is great. Like I just, from the minute I wake up till go to sleep, like it, there's not a lot of me time, but like, I think that's okay. And I feel like there are sometimes where I get to a point where I'm like exhausted, like to the point where my hands hurt Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just gonna take a break. But I feel like there's also things you could do as a mom where if you need like time for, you like even going for a walk like I can put Charlie in the stroller and just go for a walk and like put on music yeah and that's pleasant but I'm also like still doing what I need to do so you think you're just like leaning into the chaos in this era of your life leaning yeah there was a few months especially when my book came out those were the busiest weeks of my entire life I've never like I've never experienced busyness like that like not a moment's peace quiet like it was and Charlie was what they call a velcro baby like I could not put him down so like in the carrier all the time like making content signing book plates do like record I did a episode of the redheads while he was in the carrier right here it was so so crazy and but you just like do it I feel like that's the thing about becoming a mom like you have no other choice but to just get it all done when I before I was a mom like I would used to be the laziest person. Like there would be a dish in the sink for days and I would walk past it every time. Could not bring myself to just put it in the dishwasher. Right, even. right. And now like I I can't do that. Like the bottles, if they don't get clean, like I won't have bottles. You just like have to keep doing. Yeah, I, I remember whenever I was 22, three so Taylor was 23 or 24 we're a couple months apart and she had just had Walker and I spent the night with her because Mike was still on the road and uh I she was probably Walker's probably like a month old two months old if that and Taylor was like do you want to sleep in the guest room and I was like the guest room no I we always sleep in the in the room and watch movies and go to sleep she's like well Walker will be in the bassinet next to me because I feed her all throughout the night and I was she was like so she's gonna like wake up throughout the night and I was like oh as long as I don't have to feed her like I'll I'll be fine and she was like you sure and I was like yeah Jackie I fear that the second time, I think it was like the third time she cried in the middle of the night to get fed. I looked at Taylor and I was like, I am so sorry. Um, Do you mind if I go sleep in the guest room? And she was like, absolutely go. I told you to go. And I woke up that next morning and I said, you, it would have, you couldn't pay me to, I mean, obviously like I'm not this cruel, but like, I was like, how does she do this every night? How does she wake up four times a night, every night to feed this baby? And she, and I asked her like, how do you do it? Because I'm going to say, and I could, I've said it to her face and on a podcast before, but like Taylor was like lazy before I met her the same way that all 24 year old kids are just like, you know, very self-absorbed. And yeah, I was like, how do you do it? And she was like, what do you mean? Like you just do you're a mom, like you're a mom. So you do like you, you're the survival of this child that you grew inside your stomach. What do you, you think whenever it cries, I'm gonna be like, nah, I'm still sleeping. No, you wake up and you feed it. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> duh. No, it's, it's crazy. Like it's not even a choice. I used to like when Zach and I were dating, like we used to sleep sometimes till two o'clock. 
that's late. <laughs> like I, you don't understand. Like I love sleep. It's my, it's the best thing ever. Like that is so I miss late. It so much. And Charlie is four and a half months and he does not sleep through the night by any means. He actually is waking up more. There's like a four month sleep regression. So I've mm. heard, cause he's waking up now more than he did when he was a newborn Yeah, to eat. And it's like, okay. And now I just cherish those when he does a three hour stretch. I'm like, yeah. yay. yay. It's the little thing. <laughs> yeah. It's all relative. And like, you just do, it's not even like you have to choose to do like you, it's, it's very like, also I guess biological where it like, right. It kicks in. That maternal instinct just true. Again, we're animals. We are mammals who have maternal instinct. Right. And I feel like over the years, you know, it's like even in pregnancy, it's like your body's training you for motherhood because you don't sleep as well. You sleep a little lighter. You wake up a little more. You pee in the middle of the night. Like you get up a couple times. Like it's like training camp. Oh, that is a good point. Huh. Everything is designed not to be like one of these people by the creator himself. Like it's designed to a T. Yeah. And I mean, like our bodies are all doing like, they, like I, you think about it. I don't know. I think about like random things and I'm like, well, I must have, I must have that for a reason. Like I must have my pinky toes for a reason. Yeah. I was, I even saw a reel. I love my mama reels that it said like kissing your baby changes your breast milk because like you get the pathogens and like your body from kissing them, your body receives pathogens that like they need and it will change your breast milk. I've also read that like when your baby latches, it can change the temperature of your breast milk if they need something cooler or if they need something warmer based on like the pathogens in their saliva. Did you share that or am I getting targeted for breastfeeding ads because Taylor and I talk about it so much? probably you're getting targeted for breastfeeding ads. I don't think I shared that. Oh my gosh. I was just about to be like, Jackie, I saw that. I literally saw that. Or maybe Taylor sent it to me because she always sends me stuff as if I'm a mom and I'm like, uh, like, but I, I do watch them all. I'm like, oh, interesting. Interesting. Cause that is interesting. Yeah, that's my whole feed now is like also there's like that. And then there's also, oh, the one, I think Taylor actually spoke about this somewhere where it was like, you only have 12 more summers and three proms. And it's Shut like, the fuck up. shut up shut up who's literally who's counting shut Shut up up. (laughs) no shut up I my entire for you page is for uh it's all and I mean I mean vast majority there's only a few squares that aren't it's all Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell's like are they dating are they it's so niche I'm like oh I know they're not together like I don't I'm not I'm not even clicking on them on purpose but it's all I see oh my god that's so random my other thing in my Instagram is like fire memes I don't know if you know this about me. I love memes. Uh, I didn't know that about you. Uh, it's very millennial core of us. And I like that. <laughs> uh, start sending me some. I will. Oh my gosh. And now that you're on my distro, I get the best memes. Okay. Okay. Send me. Yeah. Send me some. I, I love, <laughs> you know what I love? I love a good screenshot and tweet. I share those all the oh, time. Love, love, love. Love. I love, I don't get on Twitter, but I love the people of Twitter. Like they're really funny. Yeah. Agreed. This podcast episode is sponsored by Care Of. All right, if the girly pops have been girly popping and you've been following me for a while, then you know that I am obsessed with and use Care Of vitamins forever. Since I've been doing ads on Instagram and since I discovered them quite literally like six years ago, I have been using Care Of. So I love these things for a multitude of reasons and I've gotten all my family to start taking them as well because anytime I go home, they see my cute little personalized packs and they're like, "Mm, wait, I need that. And I'm like, hold up, it's not yours. It says Shannon on it. And it's great because outside of it being personalized with your name on the packets, it's actually completely personalized for what your body needs, okay? You just take the easiest in-depth five-minute quiz asks you all about your body, your lifestyle, day-to-day consumptions, and health goals. Now, 
here's the part, ladies, where we got to be honest, okay? Because how many drinks are you having a week? We all know we love our wine, okay? If you're doing dry January, no, you're not. So tell the truth and be honest because it's fine. Like me in my pack, I got magnesium, which is helpful because you can be deficient in magnesium when you're consuming alcohol. I got ashwagandha for concentration, B12 for energy, and probiotics for my gut health. Now, everybody needs good gut health, and I can see a serious difference in my digestion when I'm consistently taking my care of vitamins. Now, each shipment comes with customized pamphlet showing you exactly what's in your individual daily packs and why it is recommended specifically for you and your health goals, which was, by the way, personalized by doctor-backed recommendations. So it takes all that guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you because I just be going up and down the aisles wondering what vitamins do I need? So this kind of takes that guesswork out for you. And for all of us that are trying to care about our sweet mother earth more, take comfort in knowing that care of daily vitamin packets are actually made of plant-based compositable film. Okay. So you can stress less about your impact on the environment. I'm always traveling. So having these individual packs already made up with everything I need is so much more convenient than packing all those different pills. Okay. In bottles. So y'all already know, I hooked it up with a code for 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code probably 50. That is a whopping 15% off your first order by heading to takecareof.com and entering code probably 50. Um, okay. Let's talk about you being an Arthur guys. The camper and the counselor is quite literally the cutest book ever. It's a children's book that you need to buy right now. If you're a mama or if you're not a mama like me and you want to buy it for your friends who have babies, it is so cute. Thank you so much. It came out in October. It's been kind of crazy because I, so I self-published. So there was like a lot that goes into that, but also like choosing the number of books to order is a daunting task. Yeah. And with every, like, it's a good, it was like really nice, but like I just kept selling out of every run that we did. And we just got like another batch of books. Like, so I have books on Amazon, thankfully, but like for two months you like could not get the book, which was cool, but like not, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. It's like, I'm glad to be scarcity. is nice when you're selling a product, it's like, Ooh, it's hot. But then after a while you're like, wait, no, I want to sell my product. Right. And it's like takes months to get from the time I place another order to when it gets in the warehouse and on Amazon. So it's like it's not even like, OK, next week there's books. But now we're in a place where we have a healthy amount of books. And I'm, I'm so happy that people can get it again because it's really the best book ever. And I know that I wrote it, so I'm biased. But like the kids love it. It's so cute. It's so relative. It, like I went to camp, not as long as you guys went to camp. Um, and I won't spoil the book too much, but it basically just is like a beautiful tale of also like snitch in this book is hot. Like she's yeah. drawn really hot, like obviously anatomically appropriate for children, but like hot. Yeah. No, the dads love counselor snitch. <laughs> yeah. The dads <laughs> are into snitch. Okay. Well, I, um, I won't spoil the book, but basically I went to camp growing up for like one week every summer and it was stay away camp like this. And you guys would go for how long? Two months. Yeah. I was, I was always the kid, no matter how many times I went, I would be so excited to go, but I was always, always, always the kid who got homesick. I would get homesick when I would go stay the night at my friend's house. I would call my mom at two in the morning and be like, can you come get me? And she got to the point where she'd be like, baby, no, you, you got to go back to sleep. And I'd be like, but I'm afraid you're going to die. And she's like, you, we're not, your dad and I are fine. Go back to bed. But I was so homesick and it really, ha it lends a really beautiful message about, you know, leaning into camp and being not, not having those feelings. Thank you. Yeah, that was so the book is about camp and like homesickness and just like the power of the counselor, which is also just I feel like always throughout life, like there's an older girl or like a mentor, someone who just like you look up to and shows you the way. But then so many other people now reading the book are like getting other lessons from it. They're like, it's great for really all forms of like separation or separation anxiety and like showing, you know, kids like bloom where you're planted sort of thing. So Aww. people are really getting so much out of it. And it makes me so happy. And like, 
my Harry, before the book came out, I had a copy of it for probably like five months, just one copy. And it was Harry's copy and we read it every single day, multiple times a day. Like oh. he absolutely loves the book. He was my test target audience <laughs> and he loved it. And now seeing like other people's kids, they're like, my daughter like will take it to school with her. She's never tried to bring anything to school with her before. Like it makes me so, so happy. That is so beautiful. I love that too, because it's it's exciting when the adults get excited about a book. So obviously the toasters are women who have children. And so seeing the adults get excited about it and then getting excited that their children are excited about it. What a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a way to like bring your kids into the toast fam and yeah. have like just everyone's excited about the book and that like that's been the best thing I love it you know what I also love Jackie I love that the main character is obviously a redhead and redhead representation was important to me representation of redheads is huge in this book and in both of our lives and one thing about redheads in books and shows and movies is that they're always the villain or like the kid with a bunch of allergies like ooh. That's good. I was thinking about it because I knew we were going to talk about redhead representation because it's something that we both feel really passionately about. Mm -hmm. I do feel like there are a couple like I like great redhead icons though, like Madeline. Okay, wait, Madeline, the little French girl. She's a redhead. Yeah, with the like Bob. And oh the beret. yeah, she yeah she is a redhead with a beret. I was thinking of I was thinking of the girl that lives at the plaza. Eloise. Eloise is okay. She's not the little French girl. No, but she, Eloise is a good one. She's brunette. Um, of course she is if she lives at the plaza. Um, of course. What, yeah, what's no, another? There's always like, you know, like Miss Frizzo from. Miss Frizzo, Chucky. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They're always like, like snotty nose. Even Eliza Thornberry. Like, I know she was the cool main character, but like she was like buck toothed and like had braces. You like loved her because she was adventurous and fun. But like you wanted to be the hot blonde sister with the low rise mm -hmm. jeans. She was also like kind of a freak talking to animals. <laughs> yeah, she was a fucking freak. So <laughs> I'm like, give us some normal people. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm here to do is, and so when seeing there, I'll like see people send me pictures of like their daughters who are redheads holding the book and they're like, they're like, she thinks she's the camper. I'm like, she is She the is camper. the camper. Oh my God, wait, I like weirdly just got chills. <laughs> no, I know. I I'm literally like, like cry. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's so, I, whenever I see like a redheaded kid with the book, I'm just like, I've got you. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but like genuinely, and if you're a brunette or a blonde listening to this and you're rolling your eyes, like check yourself because genuinely we like went through some shit being redheads growing up. Thank God. It's true. Thank God we just got called like freckle face and like, I'm, I'm thankful that I wasn't um, young in the era of like internet bullies because the way that we didn't have that South Park episode that said gingers don't have souls that came out when we were in I was in college. I did a, I did a public speaking dissertation on it and, oh, wow. and everyone thought it was really funny, but I, but that came out when we were in college. So I didn't care. I like made light of it and did a like presentation about it in college. But the, the that would have like traumatized me if I would have been in third grade and that came out. Yeah. No, by the time I got to college, I was like, I love my hair, but it took years. Forever. Yeah, same. Forever. And you wear pink. Everyone talks to me about that. I don't wear pink. You look stunning in pink. I think it's maybe because you just have this like naturally like pretty porcelain skin versus mine when it doesn't have a spray tan. It's pretty like red and blotchy. I Oh, no. I am red and blotchy. Oh, you are? Yeah. I feel like you just FaceTimed me the other day. I feel like every time you FaceTime, I'm like, you know, in my house frow mode and no makeup and like... The skin is red and blotchy. Okay, well, that's actually comforting to hear. Sorry about it, but that is... I am red. Red and red. Um, how are you the only redhead out of all your sisters? 
I have no idea. Really? I mean, you guys all yeah. look identical. So I don't think there's any like, you know, discrepancy no, in the... There's no uh, there's discrepancy in the parentage. You're not the Chloe Kardashian of it all. Right. But I mean, my grandpas had like red hair in their youth. So they had that like reddishness. You know how... And you know how there are some people who have like brown hair, red beard? Yeah, there's a range of red. There's strawberry. But you're red. Um. So yeah, I... It's just like the recessive gene was somewhere, but wow. it's really, I don't have a good answer. What was their, um, I'm sure you asked your parents along the line, like, what did they say when you came out? You were second born. So were they like, what? So I was born bald, like, and Same. so, so blonde for so like long. I don't know how long it was until my hair came in and they like knew I was a redhead, but probably, you know, it wasn't just like a shock that one day I had red hair. It was like, oh, she's strawberry. She's looking. And then it, like, then my hair was super red. Wow. Okay. Because all the childhood photos that you guys have, which are so cute. I love when y'all share those. You are red from a young age. Yes. Yes. Once like I started to get hair. But were you born bald? I was born bald, but with, with red peach fuzz. So like I came out and my parents were like, it's so funny. My mom just told this story the other day whenever we were having Christmas where my family met James's family. And my mom was like, yeah, when she came out, because my dad is like a quarter Native American and has like jet black hair, super tan skin, 24-7, year round, winter, doesn't matter what it is. He is so tan, like this like brown, reddish, gorgeous skin. And then my mom is obviously a redhead with like pale skin. And she was more of a strawberry blonde her whole life. But yeah, when I came out, my mom was like, your father and I were like, oh, she's a redhead. And James' mom was like, but wait, why were y'all shocked? <laughs> like, what? I'm confused. But my mom said she yeah. was still shocked. She was still like, oh my God, I just thought, because my sister looks like Olivia. She's got like that dark hair. My sister's got blue eyes. And my mom was like, I just assumed your father's genes would just like take the race every time. And then you came out yeah. with red hair and we were like shocked. And I was like, but you're a redhead. <laughs> no, it's crazy how... That works. I know. Jeans. Jeans are crazy. Yeah. All right. It's 2024. And one thing about me, I'm keeping my resolution that I've had for years past. And I go into the grocery store. I'm shopping in the grocery store. Mostly because why is it that you feel like when you go to the grocery store, you run into everyone that you don't want to see when you're at the grocery store. Also, I look busted when I go to the grocery store. And mark my words, I'm going to run into an ex. Okay. But besides all those reasons, it's just not convenient. Okay. I am totally team have your groceries delivered, especially because it cuts out all the unnecessary purchases that you tend to make when you're strolling aimlessly down the aisles. All right. But my favorite thing to use is Thrive Marketplace because I love Thrive giving me my healthy freaking groceries. Now I'm on a crunchy journey with Taylor and with James. I, I'm kind of forced into it, but I really loved it because of it. And Thrive is the easiest way to get those healthy groceries at a better price. Um, it ensures that I'm ordering healthy and there are so many healthy alternatives to food that I've discovered while using Thrive's grocery subscription. Like some of my favorite brands that I have on hand are Amy's, Four Sigmatic, Primal Kitchen, Honest Kitchen, and tons more. They also have way more than just food, okay? So they've got bath, body, beauty, all of it. So we get our laundry detergent from there and with serious savings. Now, I'm a real visual kind of gal. So when I'm on Thrive Market's website, I love that they show you the amount that you're saving on your groceries right there in red and even tell you the percentage off that it is. And you really do just get such better prices with Thrive than you would at a normal grocery store. Like you genuinely save money, guys. My last order had a total savings of 42%. 42%. That is so much. They also have a price match guarantee, which I love. You can curate the shopping experience to your dietary preferences as well. So that saves you a lot of time if you only want to see gluten-free options, keto-friendly, non-toxic cleaning supplies. Boom, you just enter that in and you tailor the website pages to show you exactly what you want. 
when Anna Grace and my sister came to stay, I wanted to make sure we had some gluten-free options available at my house for snacks because I'm the hostess with the mostest. So I just did that. I just clicked on the gluten-free options and I picked out some snacks for them. My favorite thing about Thrive Market is knowing that when you join, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give someone who needs help the groceries to feed their families. I truly love when I see big businesses giving back like that. Like that's what we need. I also have a discount code, of course, for you guys. Just join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash probably for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash probably. Thrivemarket.com slash probably. Okay, well, I'll, I'll have two questions left. Um, okay. One, where does Steen come from? Because I don't think I know the answer to that. Oh my gosh, it's like such, it's nothing straightforward. It's like just an evolution of like sisterly language. It's like an- That landed on scene, but there's no like, there's no exact translation. Camp Steen is in here, obviously. And you guys call each other the Steens. We do, because like it was, it all started like years ago. I was like calling Margot, um, I can't even- if I try and do the, it's like origins of nicknames, like there are none, but basically it ended with Steen. And then we all started like calling ourselves the Steens, or the vi- like Steeny vibes. And then in the, and we don't even say it so much anymore. I don't know. Like sometimes we do. In, our chat is like still Steens, but in the book, like I needed to give a name to the camp. So obviously it was Camp and, Steen. And I was like, Camp Steen, it's, it's just like cute. And if you know, you know, and if you don't know, there's nothing to know. Okay. Gotcha. It's like an inside joke of an inside joke. Yeah, but at this point, you don't even need to know, like, where it started. Just that, like, Steens means the sisters. Got you. Okay, I, I did know that. But then I was like, oh, I don't know the origin story. But that makes sense. It's like one of those evolutions. Like, Turdy Lou was like. Right. It's- if someone was like, ask, what's Turdy Lou? It, like, starts with Emily Ratajkowski's ex-husband. Like, I can't <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. I love an, an inside joke slash, like, a word that just, like, takes hold of something like that. Me and... uh me and my friend Anna Grace we like are always saying like we're boofing like we're the boof squad but it originated yeah. from but we like have run with it so hard Rob you're like what bouffante shit are you getting into today and then we were like I don't know we like take pieces of the word and create them and if someone were to ask us we'd be like we can't draw a line we don't know yeah no like I could technically draw a line but it would be so uninteresting to people and random and like I you don't need to know. All you need to, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. There you have it. Um, okay. The ends justify the means. <laughs> wow. Very mathematical. Um, okay. So this is the question that everyone asked. And I was like, I've never asked Jackie that, but do you know what came to my mind? That one time Claudia was like, oh, you didn't know Jackie when Jackie was in her like party face. And everyone was like, I want to hear stories about college party jacks. Oh my gosh. It is so crazy how people can change. And some of it is like, for, you know, natural evolution, totally. you evolve. But like also what started happening to me, I like nobody got down harder than me. And I started to get the worst hangovers ever. I like, I could not function every single time was an IV. And it's like, I can't live my life like that. Who could like, afford especially, that? Especially as we started doing the toast and like, like if I can't work, like I can't earn, like it's not responsible for me to like make myself actually physically sick every weekend. And so that, for that reason, I started to like taper off with drinking. And I used to feel like, okay, I don't like how drinking like makes me feel the next day. And then I started to realize I don't even like how drinking makes me feel when I'm drunk. Like I I, I like having like my edges. I don't want to blur like, yeah, you're like soften them. We like the box. Yeah. It's like sometimes I would like, you know, have a couple like, drinks and like watch a show and I didn't 
the next day I couldn't tell you what I watched. Like, because <laughs> like, I wasn't like paying attention. It's like, I just didn't really love that feeling. So it kind of happened naturally. It wasn't like one day I was like, I'm done with my party girl ways. Right. It just really like age and health and migraines and hangovers they came for me and it took probably about two years of being like, I never want to feel this way again. I'm never drinking again to like actually put it into action. Uh And now it's like, now as I can't imagine being a hungover mom. Everyone says that everyone says like, try taking care of a kid hungover. You'll never do it. No, I I can't. I will avoid that every single day. Yeah. So now like once in a while I'll have um, like a wine, not really at the moment because Breastfeeding. Uh, wake, wake, well, you can actually drink and breastfeed as long as you're not like hammered. So drunk. That's what my personal lactation consultant says. But no, it's the waking up in the middle of the night. Imagine doing that drunk or not even drunk buzz. And like, I'm getting a little headache and I have to be up in two hours and then two hours again. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. What, um, I'm starting to get really ill every time I drink, which is like, one embarrassing just because like no one wants to pee. I mean like I live with someone now so like he's like why are you puking again and I'm my answer is I don't know because I have been able to drink this much for so long now and I know my exact limit I know the number of drinks I know the brand of tequila I know everything that I do at the exact right time to stop and I have the most perfect drunk that weans off and I drink water like I've come up with the concoction and the concoction's not working anymore I'm like getting ill and I and James is like like my throat hurts still from throwing up in Vegas and I just had a normal amount of tequila that I always have so I was just like I don't know and so it's getting to the point where I'm like I don't want to feel that way but I also like I don't think I'm quite where you're at yet but it, no, but enough times of feeling this way, like you will get to a point of, I, I will never feel that way again. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's within your control. But when I think of you, like I do think of an extremely, like every time I see you, you're like having fun partying. And the next day you're up at 6 a.m. <laughs> moving your furniture around, taking down your Christmas decorations. I'm like, this, it's insane. Like, I can't believe how early you wake up on your own accord and to be, like hung over. I am like an early riser and I do tend to have like this like energy post drinking that is worrisome to a lot of people I don't know where it comes from it's the most impressive thing about you to me like when I, I think I was even I don't know if I just thought it or Claudia and I were talking about it how on December 26 you like are hauling your Christmas tree down Goodbye. I'm like I if it were me like it would be up till February that's no, the kind of lazy I am I had it up for so long like I was like it has to go and and you know what it was too James's family was here and they saw my whole house with like my furniture moved to accommodate the tree and like this was moved over there because I had to put like a sculpture of Santa Claus and I was like oh I I want them to see how cute my house is without all this stuff too. And they were leaving in a couple of days. And I was like, you know what? But his family thought I was deranged. Like they were literally, cause we all got hammered on Christmas and I did. I always wake up really early. It's just like, it's, it's honestly a curse because sometimes I want to sleep in and I just can't. And they were like, you're what's wrong with her? Like, tell us now what's wrong with her <laughs> before you start breathing. Like, it's a good thing. It's just a crazy thing Agreed. but it's very useful I feel like you're so successful and you get so much done in a day and you get things done like the minute they need getting done you'll be like oh I'm taking out my bathroom and it's like that day that's on being irrationally impatient <laughs> my yeah no I'm like I want French doors maybe in maybe next year maybe next year I wish I had a little bit of maybe next year in me um speaking of next year which is now here and we'll end the podcast on this I want a classic Jackie O hot take what is in you know this is like going viral on everyone everyone's posting like ends outs like what's in for Jackie O in 2024 and what's out uh-huh. I should have asked you at the beginning so you could have thought I know I hate being on the spot yeah no for for me personally that's a bit easier than like trends in general oh yeah you don't have to do trends 
I feel like in, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this correctly. I feel like I'm always like waiting for something. I'll be like, when I get to this point, like that's when things are going to, you know, or it's like, if I, once I lose this amount of weight, like then I'm going to live life. <laughs> and it's like, just like, like starting now, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. It like, does. It's like that beam that's like, light the candle now, eat, do the thing now. It's like, don't wait for something. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, and again, we love this phrase, like blooming where you're planted, like enjoying like every moment, like not just like waiting for it to be exactly as you pictured it. Right. Cause it, it never is. Yeah. You know? I mean, again, we're giving real millennial here, but it's like, you know what they say, make a plan and God laughs. Yeah. In is live, laugh and love. <laughs> in <laughs> live, laugh and love. And then out. What are you fucking over? I'm, I'm just, I get over and over. Like, I'm just over. I don't, I know this is so corny. I, I need to find a better way to say it, but like, I'm over caring. I can't even say it with a straight face because I'm <laughs> such a millennial. Like, but, but I literally, I don't care what people think. In, <laughs> live, laugh, love. Out, caring Out, what others caring what people think. think. That's it. That's it. You know what? You know what, Claudia and I always say? Some things are cliche for a reason. I always say that. And I'm, I copy you guys a lot, but that's not even me copying you. I like get so like, I like say things and I'm like, and I know it's a cliche, but I'm like, what are cliches for? They're cliches for a reason. They Everyone says them all the time because they're true. Because true. Because yeah. they're true. So I'll let you guys know if I think of better ins and outs, but that's just how I feel right now. Like out, giving a fuck. Giving a that's, fuck. That's more Gen Z. Yeah, that is Gen Z. We're going to try so hard to not care. We're hardening while trying not to stay Teflon. Because you're right. You meet yeah. some people in, in the industry and you're like, damn, you are. I'm like, you should care a little more. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Gee willikers. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, here's to live, laugh, loving and also simultaneously not giving a fuck. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Shannon. I got to go breastfeed. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry if you're leaking. I love you so much. Love you. Bye.